for anybody that has an idea or for a sh- for a podcast or anything creative, you know, don't let any of those voices that those voices that are in our heads that say it's not really worth it. Like all, all I can tell people from my experience is like when I've listened to those voices, I haven't ever been satisfied with the end result, which is not doing something. The only time that I, you know, I've ever gotten any joy out of out of the thing is by doing it, even if it's hard. Welcome to Convos. I'm your host, Jordan Chavu, a veteran bass player, husband to my amazing wife, Latasha, and a big video game enthusiast. Join me as I chat with some insanely talented people about life, career, craft, and everything else in between. On today's episode, I interview guitarist, songwriter, and podcaster, Craig Allen. Music has always been a way Craig has connected with people. It's also a way he makes sense of the world, as he likes to put it. Craig channels the same philosophy into his podcast called Why We Make Stuff. On the podcast, Craig interviews various creatives on why they do what they do and how being creative in general can make us better people. Hang with us as I chat with Craig about why we make stuff, including some of the pitfalls we both have encountered making a podcast. We also talk about the importance of collaboration and having a healthy outlook on social media as creatives. Now, without further ado, let's get to the conversation. Craig, thanks for being here, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. I just first want to say thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I was so honored. Yeah, same. Uh (laughs) (laughs) So I believe I was like the last guest you had on on the uh, podcast because um, you've been uh, taking a bit of a break, correct? Yeah, I've um, I knew I had a busy time coming up with work, um, and actually just ended up changing jobs recently. So uh, this is my first week at my new job, and so things have just been crazy with that anyway. And it's just a busy time of year for me. So uh, I decided to take a break, and I got to ten episodes, which you were that you were number ten, and then I figured. You know, this would be a good time to look back and reflect on, you know, what changes I may may want to make or to just kind of see what I could do differently if I wanted to make any kind of adjustments before, you know, jumping into the next bunch of episodes. Yeah, totally. That 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 makes sense, you know, because like you can get into like such a mode of, you know, going, 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 and then you you kind of expend all this energy and then it's like, man, I don't have anything left in the tank. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I didn't, I don't want to get to that point. Mm. So, you know, I want to pace myself throughout the year. So I have, I have goals like this one started in the middle of the year, obviously. So I'm just waiting to see how this year works out. But then next year I'll, I'll have, you know, my goal is not to do 52, you know, per year, one a week. It's, it's going to be less than that. So there'll be kind of mini, like, just like how a TV show, shows now like each season is kind of broken up i think people both on the listening end and the maker end are used to that kind of format where there's there's bits and pieces and then that you can anticipate the next you know restarting of it again and kind of getting in short bursts rather than all at once so i feel like that's set a good precedent for a podcast uh format as well too I don't want people to have to feel like they have to listen to me every single week forever. So, you know, that way they can go catch up on other things, you know, and then when I come back, hopefully they'll be looking forward to it and, 
and be excited again. Oh yeah, of course. Well, I mean, I would listen to you like each week. Um, <laughs> I've, I've, I've gotten the chance, chance to catch up on, um, on some of your, uh, episodes. I, the one that's, that's really stood out to me or that, that I really particularly enjoyed was your one with, uh, Nick Flora. That was, uh, that was, that was a really dope episode. Yeah. Uh, he's a guy who I've liked for a real long time. And the, I got introduced to him, uh, by a friend through his podcast. He had a podcast several years ago, uh, which we talk about on the show in, in a bit, uh, for a while. And it, he interviewed other musicians. And so that got me, that's what got me interested in following him as a person and then eventually brought me around mm-hmm. to seeing what he was doing musically and yeah he's one of my right for the last few years he's been one of my top favorite musicians as a fan i uh, really love all the stuff that he's making and i think that initial kind of you know interest in what he was doing came through the podcast so and that was the reason i started uh, just being interested in podcasting other than just being interested in technology and knowing how stuff works behind the scenes. The format that he used to interview other musicians has, has really been the thing that has been kind of my guiding idea and vision for my show as well. With some changes, obviously, it's not exactly the same, but there's a lot of similarities. And, and I definitely used him, you know, his, his uh, history. He's, he started a few different uh, podcasts and... Um, we definitely have different styles and different personalities. So there's no way I could match his kind of wit and humor that he does. I, my tone is much more serious and kind of, you know, introspective and thoughtful and <laughs> not that his isn't thoughtful too, but he's definitely brings out more of the humor side of things and, and is, is fun and light and, and then gets also also does get serious. Whereas mine is mostly, you know, I'm not a comedian. I can never make a living as a stand-up comedian or anything like that. So, you know, I think I'm funny, but my kids don't. (laughs) So, uh, but yeah, you know, I think being authentic and being yourself, that's, you know, that's what you bring to the table and and what hopefully people are interested in, in hearing your, your side of the conversation as well as the guests that you have on. Yeah, for, for sure. I I just want to poke your brain on this because like, I always feel like when this is so funny that we're, I'm even talking about this in the midst of an interview, but like, do you ever like look back on uh, an interview, a conversation that you had for your podcast? And it was like, Oh man, like I could have like asked them this or like, did I say too much? You know, I, I feel like that's a huge problem for, for mm-hmm. me that like, I mean, you know, I, you know, at the, at the end of the day, I think, I think everything works out well. How, how, however, <laughs> however the episodes turn out but uh, there's sometimes there's that little little voice no and no in my head and that's like hey you could have done this better you could have done that better like you know you were babbling on yada 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 you know <laughs> yeah. like have, have you like ever like struggled with that or well, maybe it's just me <laughs> yeah de- definitely and the thing i was gonna say was uh I, i've listened to a few of your episodes so far I think I'm caught up or I might be one behind right now because, hmm. um, again, in the whole transition of jobs and stuff, all my technologies changed. So I got to resubscribe to all the podcasts on <laughs> different devices and things now. But um, I listened to a few of yours and you bring up movies and things a lot. So the example that I've thought of in regards to this question is that uh, scene in The Matrix. I think it was the second one where they go to see some people and then they get back on the elevator and they're like, that 
I'm terrible with references because it's been a while, but there's basically that scene where they're all in the elevator and, and they say, Oh, something wasn't right. And the guy said, uh, Morpheus says everything that should have happened, happened. And that's kind of my approach to doing a podcast is like, you can you can constantly and a, and a lot of things any conversation really you can you can second guess yourself after the fact and think did I ask the right questions did we talk about the right things because of course there's a million things to talk about and discuss and you know a podcast can go in so many different directions and I think I mentioned this in our episode on my show that we both interviewed one of the same people which was Joy Ike who's one of right. our both of our favorite musicians. And we even had some of the same questions or some of the same general topics, but the conversation went in a totally different directions. And that was what I really liked about yours was like, it, it didn't make me think, oh, I should have asked those questions. It just made me appreciate the fact that you guys had a completely different conversation and I got so much out of that. Like yeah. I, if, if we both had the same conversation, then that would have been pointless, you know? Mm. So I really appreciated the differences. And for somebody like Joy, who's such a professional in all aspects of what she does, to be able to bring something different to the table each time, you know, really shows uh, a really cool aspect of what, of, you know, why she's so great at everything that she does, including her music. Um, but she knows how to market herself as well. And knowing that two shows are going to come out similar times, she was able to give something totally different, even though some of our, our questions were similar, like I said. So yeah, I do have that feeling sometimes where I'm like, after the fact, because I'll think I'll think after the conversation, oh, oh, we I didn't bring up this thing that I meant to, or I didn't, you know, this conversation could have been different if I had mentioned this. Um, and I think those are things that, on the one hand, you know, like I said, it's what the conversation that happened is the one that, that was meant to have happened. And so you just kind of have to appreciate that for what it was. But then also, um, you know, write those questions down. And in the future, if you ever want to have that person on again, you know, there's there, that definitely happened with Nick and Joy, where I had a lot of questions that I didn't get to. Um, Nick was actually the one who gave me the advice to prepare more questions than you think you need mm. because the worst thing you can do is run out of stuff to talk about. Right. Right. So better to have more things to not get to so that you make sure you fill up the time that you have with the person. And then you can think of it the way I think of it is anything that you don't get to or anything you think of afterwards, just make a little note of it, keep it in your, in your uh, notes for the show. And if you ever have that person on, you have all those things to talk about, including as well, I'm sure as, as new things, um, cause that person will be further along in their journey and their career as well. So, yeah, totally. That, that makes a lot of sense. Thank you for sharing that by, by sure. the way. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I think the way, I think the way I initially went about, you know, asking the questions were, were actually right, writing them out. But I think my problem was, oh, Wow. I asked this question and it totally led to another thing. So it was like, okay, well, it would seem like weird to just just go go back and pivot to this question in this order, you know, because and and I and I th- and I think that was kind of that's also the beauty of of doing these sorts of uh um interviews in in general and um but also it, in in a crazy crazy way it's it's kind of at least, at least for me and for, and for, and for my podcast, you know, it's, it's, it's just been a great, great way of really kind of 
capturing the vision of of what of what I wanted this show to be. You know, just being able to talk about life as it pertains to creativity and 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 career because I, I feel like for me I've been trying to get in the habit of viewing life in a more holistic fashion, if that makes sense. Just mm-hmm. as a way of kind of I guess I guess creating like some sort of balance in my life as far as, you know, okay, you know, it's it's not like, oh, you know, it, just because like I'm not gigging due to COVID or whatever doesn't mean I'm not a bass player or, or, or whatnot. You know, I think it's just I think it's just being able to kind of, you know, learn how to thrive and, and and grow as as a creative person and just as a as an individual in in general. And and it's it's funny because I was reflecting on this today because I was in the middle of uh, editing an episode just how I feel like in a way um, these conversations I've been able to have have been like real cathartic for me because I can, I, it kind of, you know, they kind of sort of confirm, you know, some of the, the thoughts and feelings that I, I, you know, I, I have um, or had, um, but also kind of, they're kind of like good indicators on like, I, you know, I think I am on the right path. I think I am really, I, I think I am really doing well at this, you know, creative thing. I, I don't know if you can relate to that, but like in a way, like doing these interviews is like kind of sort of, telling being able to tell my story in a way in a, in a more abstract way and that's been very cathartic for me because it's like mm-hmm. you know I, I think i mentioned on 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 your show that you know i never thought about doing anything like like this like a a podcast or whatever i think if you asked me like maybe like five years ago if i was going to do something like this i'd probably be like nah <laughs> <laughs> you know because you know i i think i mentioned about the whole you know, speaking speech aspect and speaking, mm-hmm. getting my my words and and thoughts out thoughts out have always kind of sort of been like an issue for me because, like, I mean, in 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 school, you know, growing up, I I, I had I have a I have a learning disability. It's like what's it called, like central auditory processing disorder. So it's basically I process information in know in a different sort of way when it's like communicated to me so i might be as i'm talking i might be i'm probably doing this now <laughs> i'm 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 talking i'm i'm talking as i'm thinking if that makes sense so it, yeah you know yep. i think dealing dealing with that you know in contrast to kind of you know i i can't speak of anywhere else in the world but at least in america you know how everything is especially just being on the east coast how everything's just kind of like you know go 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 like everything is just fast yeah. and quick you know i've always been someone that works at my own pace you know so kind of putting this show out there knowing about myself and you know with the culture you know it was very like daunting but it's been really cool to see how things have been unfolding and and while you know I'm not at ten episodes yet, you know I'm I'm, I'm definitely going to get there soon. Um, and yeah, and beyond, yeah. Lord willing, you know it's it's been really cool to see how all this has kind of been coming to for to fruition. You know, yeah, I do think yeah, I I do agree. I think there's a lot you can learn about yourself when you do a podcast. And to anybody that like anybody who's like me who. I'm also very introverted. Um, you know, 
I have these thoughts of like, why would anyone care about mm-hmm. what I have to say? Why would anyone be interested in the com- these conversations that I want to have with people um, that I look up to and respect and enjoy, you know, uh, um, consuming their art and that inspires me to create art and just to do what I love to do as well. Um, and I get very self-conscious about, you know, what I deem to perceive as what is successful by the world standards or by mm-hmm. the perception of the world standards, my perception of what I, what I think people, you know, kind of, uh, ha- would expect in a show. Mm-hmm. And, and I would let that say to me or tell me that, you know, I, I, it's not worth it. Like it's not worth it to do it because I can't be as successful as fill in the blank of the shows that when you look them up, they're the first ones that pop up on the most Mm. popular episodes, you know? Um, There's always reasons to not do things. Uh, And one of the things I, I struggle with is like when there's a lot of something, this is the same thing with my music. It's like, there's so many people making great music what do I have to offer? I'm not the best guitar player. I'm not the best singer. I'm not the best songwriter, um, best producer, whatever. Like why, why do I feel like I, my voice deserves to be heard? And the Mm -hmm. same thing with podcasts, you know, there's so many people starting podcasts, you know, it's very easy before you start. If you just have an idea or just have an interest to look out at, what's already available and just be so overwhelmed by it and say, my voice isn't, I don't need to add anything. There's already so many people out there doing it. Um, but I really love when artists look at that and, and are encouraging of other people. And that's why that's what I try to do. Um, you know, I've gotten, I try to support other podcasts. I, I, I've shared your stuff that once come out and, and it's not, it's not self-promotional for me to say, Oh, Hey, look at me. I'm, I'm sharing things. So you should like me for it. It's really this genuine, like, I want to see you succeed because you're just starting out. You're probably having those same self doubts and fears and struggles because you're not already a famous celebrity. Who's just starting a podcast and going to have millions of, of fans. And I really want to see people who start something, just keep doing it and then grow and, and evolve and hopefully become successful uh, for, to whatever, you know, level of success that means for them. Um, And so for anybody that has an idea or for a, for a podcast or anything creative, you know, don't let any of those voices that those voices that are in our heads that say it's not really worth it. Like, all, all I can tell people from my experience is like when I've listened to those voices, I haven't ever been satisfied with the end result, which is not doing something. Mm-hmm. The only time that I, you know, yeah. I've ever gotten any joy out of, out of the thing is by doing it. Even if it's hard, like it's not easy setting up a podcast. There's a lot of technical barriers to it. There's a lot of work that goes into it that people don't see in the background. Like you said, editing and, just the scheduling of guests and and musicians are notoriously like hard to pin down on dates and things. So that can get to you, (laughs) you know, there's lots of things that can go wrong and there's lots of things that can make it harder than you thought it was going to be. But those struggles and those things are what builds character. I truly believe that, you know, if you want something that you should just keep pursuing it and, 
that's that's advice that I need to hear myself as well. Like mm-hmm. I'm I'm not at the top of some mountain speaking down to people. That's stuff that as I'm you know pursuing creative um, passions that have little to no commercial success or whatever you want to call it. Um, it's forced me to really evaluate like, why am I doing this? Am I doing this for some, you know, external praise or financial benefit or potential, whatever, or am I just doing it because it's something that's I'm passionate about and I really believe in. Um, and that's what this, my podcast is for me. And I think, you know, you're the same way, um, where, you know, you'll, you'll notice as you go on and do it, how it's, how it's really benefiting you as much as the, what you originally started started it for was to bring joy and hope and whatever else to other people um, that that actually will be affecting you as well. And hopefully, you know, be an encouragement to you. So, yeah, I think um, both of us in, in ways can be good examples for people who have any reason to, sell, to like doubt themselves. Like you can overcome whatever obstacle that, you know, you think might be stopping you from, from pursuing something creative. That's really the message that I want for my show to, to give people is like, look at me. I'm not because I'm this great shining example of this perfect thing. That's going amazingly, but just that I'm the last person that I would have ever expected to do this. And I'm still doing it because I like it. Like it really just comes down to the simplicity of that at the end of the day. And like, I, um, as long as I enjoy it, I'm going to keep doing it. And if it ever becomes more of a burden that I'm like, this isn't fun anymore, then I'll, you know, take a break and, and wait for that, that inspiration to come back. Mm, Yeah. That's, that's a good word. That's a good word, brother (laughs) Craig. (laughs) Once I get going, (laughs) but yeah, I'm the same way too. Like you, you were saying, I, I think I have something similar where, um, and I've talked about this before, um, not on my podcast, but I've just had conversations with people like I, I growing up, I think, I think I just process things differently than people. I definitely learn differently than most people. And I can have a conversation with myself while I'm participating in something else, which is that I'm like evaluating what's happening and how I'm coming across and how I think that the other person is understanding what I'm saying as I'm saying it. And that's really weird things. I've never really heard anyone try to explain that before, but I think that's similar to what you said. So we might be, we might have something in common there. What's up conversators. I sincerely hope you've been enjoying the episode thus far before we move forward with the rest of the interview. I have to ask you a serious question. Would you be willing to buy me a coffee? (laughs) No, I don't mean the drink. I'm referring to the platform coffee K O F I coffee is a platform that allows content creators to receive financial support from their community It's also a great way for creators to engage with their community. I would love your support with the podcast as doing so will allow me to produce more episodes in the near future. To support the show, head over to my website, georgefood.com, and click on the podcast tab. On the podcast page, you'll find a link to my coffee account directly below. Hit it, and you'll have the option to make a one-time donation or subscribe monthly. By subscribing monthly, you will have access to extra content, such as behind-the-scenes posts, bonus episodes, and a chance to be a future guest on the podcast. Neat, huh? Whichever option you choose, your support will mean so much to me and keep the podcast going. Thanks for taking the time to hear me out. Now, let's get back to the conversation. Yeah, no, no, for sure. I mean, like, 
I mean, the the school ever come easily for 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 you? I mean, school necessarily didn't for me growing up. But it's one of those things like I I had to get like what do, you, what do they call it like a five hundred four plan or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, that stuff that kind of helps you know kids with like learning disabilities to get support that they need. So I I think once I got that support, you know, I you know I I think I was able to th- uh, thrive um, academic academically. Um, if that makes sense. Yeah. I'm a little bit older than you. And I don't, I don't think that there were things okay. like that when I went to school in the, in the early nine, like eight, late eighties, mm-hmm. early nineties. Okay. Um, I don't remember there being things like that. And yeah, I mean, I did okay. I, I got good grades in elementary school up through like when some things happened in my life and my family's life that kind of created some chaos mm-hmm. in, in my yeah. world and, and my grades started slipping, mm-hmm. but I, I, the things that I struggle with in school was test taking. Um, one of my strengths is deli- is deliberation. I'm very deliberative. And so you give me a multiple <laughs> uh, choice question. That's like the worst case scenario for me because I look at all the answers and I'm like, well, if this is what you mean by the question, then it's A. Right. But if this is what you're asking, then it could be B. Mm. And that was paralyzing to me was like, I would rather have fill in the blank and just try to think of something. And then I'd always second guess myself out of the right answer. Mm. Like, and they always say like, just go with your gut. By the time I got to the SATs, I was like, you know what? I'm not, I don't have time to sit here and, and second guess every question. <laughs> um, and I did a lot better. So I, I wish I would have learned that lesson a lot younger, <laughs> but yeah, I can sit there all day and look at choices and go, well, what do you mean by this? What is the context of this? And of course, when you're taking the test, that's too too late to ask those questions. Yeah, for for sure. Um, if I remember correctly, I thought there was like some some schools or or, or there was some sort of I won't say laws. I, I, like somebody or some entity that have brought the uh, the idea of just getting rid of the SATs altogether. I think some colleges have even done that if we're, or we're considering that if I remember correctly, I, my memory's faulty when it comes to that stuff. I would probably have to, <laughs> I probably have to ask uh, Latasha about that because she's a teacher and she, yeah. she, she may know that stuff, but yeah, no, but I, I hear you like test taking. Yeah. Especially SATs. That was like, like low key, the bane of my existence. Cause I'm like, <laughs> okay, so I got to take this multiple choice thing to determine like probably like what I already know about myself. Like I know I'm, I know I'm good at English, like, like vocab and all that stuff. Like that's always kind of been a strong point for me. You know, maybe my reading comprehension is going to be like, not so good. So maybe I I answer questions like not good or whatever. Um, You know, math, forget that, you know, Uh, I, I, it would be a, I would be blessed if I didn't bomb it. I, I don't know if I've ever bombed a math portion, but math was definitely, um, I guess, so was that the left side of your brain, that sort of thing? Uh, um, yeah. yeah. that. Well, yeah, and we're both creative people. So, yeah, I'm, I, I think everybody learns, everybody has their own way of learning and receiving information. Number one, like you, you only can really learn things that you're interested uh-huh. in, no matter how much, somebody tries to force you to learn something if you don't care it's not something that you're you're excited about or interested in at all like you might be able to remember and and memorize enough facts and information to pass a test in a week but that's it's not going to stick and 
yeah, we, my wife and I are very passionate about education with our kids. We homeschool them because, you know, and, and there's a million different ways to homeschool. So when someone hears homeschool, they're thinking, oh, you, that you do this. Like, I guarantee you it's, everybody does it differently. Um, but you know, it, the main reason is we just feel that everybody has their own way of learning and you need to have that one-on-one ability to like discover mm-hmm. how that, what is really of interest to that child and then create, you know, surround them with the things and teach them through that lens of their interests um, and give them the opportunities. And there's so many books that that have been written on this, but like people, people will learn what they want to learn. Like we don't need to be told information and and there's, you know, I'm not going to go on and on (laughs) about the school system because, but yeah, you know, it's something that we're very passionate about too. And and it, that, that goes back to how, both of our experiences in school were shaped um, and we went to, to relatively good schools, you know, and, mm. and some people are able to go through that system and be very successful. But a lot of kids, there are a lot of kids that I remember who, you know, didn't study or didn't, or, or whatever the case, you know, and were like labeled as not being smart kids. And I, I just think that's so yeah. tragic yeah. that we're like, we're teaching kids that their whole life is about a competition that they have to try to get you know as as far as they can in that situation and uh and and placing a value on education with grades and tests and things it's just to me that defeats the whole purpose like of of again go what you're talking about like a holistic lifestyle like we want our kids to be lifelong learners Mm. and have a love of reading have a love of you know, learning thing, learning new things. Um, that's something that was kind of taken from me in school yeah. because of um, I, w- I was a avid reader as a kid. And then through some random, you know, situations, like I got to a point where I had read everything <laughs> that, that I was interested in and there weren't other things for me to read um, at a school that I was at, at that grade yeah. level. Um, and rather than being encouraged to read more challenging things, I was kind of discouraged mm, wow. from that, which, which you would think like in a school environment, why are you doing that to yeah. a child? You know? So I had to, as an adult, really rediscover my passion for learning and figure out how yeah. I could teach myself to um, like how I, how I needed to learn in order to do the things that I wanted to do. And, and what I of course found was when it's something I'm interested in, I will, do it the way that I was kind of built or made to do it. Like I, I didn't have to be taught the ways that I learned that stuff comes naturally. Mm. Um, yeah. So anyway, yeah, no, no, to- totally that uh, I, I hear you on that. I, I, I think it's, I think it's cool. Tosh and I don't have kids yet, but we plan on having a family. Um, so, so it's, it's, it's cool that it's cool because, you know, you can kind of, impart that that passion to you know your your kids you know but like you know uh, how, how many kids do you have uh four. four okay yeah so like each kid is going to be like different right and i also just realizing as i was saying that that you're one short of a basketball team <laughs> <laughs> i'm i'm sorry <laughs> yeah that's 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 what that's what tosh and i jokingly refer to um you know when or friends that we know they have, you no, know, they have like five kids and it's like, Oh man, they have a basketball team. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, growing up, we had, we had a 
of uh, friends that that went to our church who um, had children our age, and they had kept having girls, and they had seven girls. So funny. So we stopped at four. We have four girls, and everyone keeps saying, "Oh, you're going to try for the boy." I'm like, "No, it's not happening at this point." Yeah, and and any more kids, or any you know, you might be giving your hopes up that there there will be a little, just a little bit of uh, uh, testosterone in in the house. That's that's funny, but but yeah, no, it's it's cool that you know you can kind of impart your kids, you know that that sort of thing. Uh, that's that's something that you no, know, to to your point, you know, uh, you know that's 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 something that I I can I know Tasha and I are going will will attempt to do this, but I I think just speaking for for myself, you know, as you know, as a man, as you know, as a future father, you know, at, at whenever that whenever that season of life comes, you know, I, I really hope I can kind of do that sort of thing, you know, where, you know, I mean, like, I, I think I got, I was able to get into music because, because of my dad, like my dad, my dad, like was like, he, he brought me around like everything, you know, like he, it's funny. Cause like when I think about, it, he really has brought me around like everything of his like hobbies and, and interests, you know, he took me to like auto shops or whatever, you know, took me to the see cars or whatever, because like he and his, his dad used to have, um, used to work, uh, on cars. Uh, my, my grandfather used to have an auto shop business in North Philly. So, you know, he kind of brought me around that and, and, in a in an indirect way that that kind of led to like all oh, tools and, and whatnot. Now, like, I don't really, <laughs> I don't really care that much for, for, for cars and tools, maybe not to extend my dad, but, no, but there, I, there is a lot of, there is a bit of overlap, you know, since, you know, well, I have a car and, you know, been looking into cars and like, I mean, like I, I do, I do like cars, but like, I'm not like, I, I, I can't tell you, you know, oh man, how, how much horsepower does this car have? I, I don't know. Like it just has a lot of horsepower, <laughs> yeah. you know, that, that sort of thing. Uh, um, you know, so I, I, I leave that to my dad, but you know, but the crazy thing is, is like music has kind of always been the thing that that's, you know, I, I, even if music wasn't like in my life in the, in the way, way it was growing up, like, I, like, I know that my, my dad and I would, would be tight, but like, but I think because of music, cause like he, he brought me around, you know, like rehearsals when he was playing at church, you know, um, you know, and I, I think that really influenced me, you know, growing, growing up. And, you know, I just ended up getting the music bug and, you know, <laughs> just, just went with it. Um, so, you know, I, I, I hope I can kind of do that, do that same thing for, for my, my kids, you know, and I, I, I hope that, you know, at least even if they don't do those things, you know, or well, one, I don't want, I don't want them to have to feel pressure that they have to do things. It's like, you know, if anything, I might encourage them to not go into music or arts or an arts thing because I'm like, um, yeah, so it's, it's a struggle. I don't want you to have to go through that. So you might want to like consider being a doctor or something like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Um, and just to cap off that, I'm not just saying this because you're always a teacher, but you know, obviously there's different ways of educating people and not everybody can do the same thing, or even maybe in some cases what they would prefer. Um, we feel very, very fortunate. You know, we make some sacrifices, but we are still very fortunate to be able to do the thing we want to do um, in terms of, of that. Um, 
but yeah, I think, I think just in life, I think your approach, even if your kids are in public school or, or whatever else, um, the way that they're educated some other way, just exposing them as, as parents, just exposing them to lots of different activities and letting them try different things. Like my kids took, uh, Taekwondo when they were little for, for a couple, you know, uh, months, you know, one kind of session at the YMCA. Um, they did ballet dancing and right now they're really, they've really been into Irish step dancing yeah. for the last several years and gotten really good at it. And, and none of them are super into, um, being interested in playing an instrument right now. Um, they're getting, starting to get into music and find their own tastes and their own style. The, the older ones at least. Um, but they don't have a strong desire, at least not an overwhelming desire like I had at that age to learn yeah. an, an instrument, which is fine. Like I, the fact that they're pursuing their own creative interests, artistic interests yeah. with dance is really makes me happy that they found something that brings them joy. Yeah. If someday they want to pick up an instrument uh, and, and really try to hone it and learn it, um, you know, then obviously I'll support that as well. But my biggest fear from before I had kids was being that parent that would like force their kids to play, to practice an instrument and take lessons to the point where not only did they hate doing it, but then resented me as their parent. Like if they don't have the same passion and love for something that I do, I shouldn't pressure them into, into it for, cause that's, I mean, that's not good for them and it's not good for me or my wife, you know, mm-hmm. And that's hard. That's a hard thing because I do, I, I selfishly really do want them to play an instrument. I, you know, my vision of having kids was like, they're going to be my band someday. Like one will learn drums, one will learn bass, some will sing back up, you know, that would be my dream. But, you know, that's my selfish kind of, kind of wishes imposing my will upon them. And if they all learned instruments, but then ended up hating music and quitting and then resenting me for it, like, how could I live with myself, you know? So if it happens someday, great. But, um, you know, I've struggled with that, but I can really, I can really look at the positives of allowing them to pursue the things that bring them joy. Just like I was allowed to pursue music. Uh, if I had been forced to do something that my parents wanted me to do, you know, then I wouldn't have music. So, um, as hard as that is, yeah, you, you just kind of have to, give up control and uh, or at least that's how we feel is that um you know we want them to live full and fulfilling creative lives to to whatever and that could mean being a doctor like a doctor that performs surgery you're still you're still creative you're still solving problems and you still have to learn how to you know exist in the world so it's not it's not being an artist or not you know yeah there's there's some people that look at it a quote unquote non-artistic career is a safer path, but really the safest path is the one that brings you joy and fulfillment. And if you're able to earn a living doing that, great. If not, then, I mean, that's what I'm doing is making a living, doing something that isn't necessarily my passion, but it allows me the opportunity to work on those things in, in my spare time. I, I totally agree. Um, can I, can I ask what, what's your, I guess that'd be your day job. What, what's your, um, what, what do you do? Yeah. So I'm in it Okay. and, uh, and the new job that I have, I'm also doing some web development. Hmm. Um, so that does give me a little bit of a creative outlet. I really, and it does use some of my skills. So, so I do, and, and there's a relational aspect to it that people tend not to see, but you really, 
the goal of I of like helping someone fix their computer is not just like get out of the way and let me fix it and then leave. You know, and that, that's kind of a, a common misperception. And then yeah. certainly some people do treat it that way, and that's why there's a, there's that stereotype. Mm-hmm. But um, there's a relational aspect to it where you have to learn how to approach people with something that isn't their strong suit, isn't their comfort level. Like if they were able, I always think if they were able to fix it themselves or not have this issue, like then that would be their job. They wouldn't be doing the job they're doing, whether whatever it is. Um, So Mm -hmm. the reason that I have a job is because, you know, the stuff doesn't come as easily to people that, that it does to me. And, and, um, and some of the just strengths that I have, I'm able to, you know, help people. And I, I do enjoy helping people. I do enjoy, you know, um, so being in that supportive role and not the, not in the spotlight type of role. Um, so I think that fits my personality well to kind of come alongside and support people and help them do what they need to do to be successful in their, in their job. So that does, it does give me some, you know, fulfillment to do that. Uh, but ultimately, you know, uh, if I could have a, career in music that would be great um but yeah it's just you know it's not happen happening right now and and again with every the way the world is that's there's too much instability in that for me to yeah. leave you know the responsibility that i have for my family um to pursue a you know a dream at this point so um yeah. and and that's been a struggle to deal with but again it goes back to like am i living my life selfishly for me or you know, am I wanting my kids to, to be able to, uh, in some cases I, I talk to them about this cause I want them to learn from some of the mistakes I made when I was younger. Like I didn't go to school for music because at the time I thought that might like, I felt like that would ruin it for me kind of like it was such a passion that I didn't want it to feel like a job, but I didn't have the foresight to know that I would even want to do it as a career at that age. Yeah. Um, so now I can look back and say to them like, Hey, when you're at that point, you know, do go for the thing that you want to do, even if you don't see a rational path towards a career, because you, you just never know what's going to happen uh, in your future that that will give you an opportunity. Like I look back now and I think, man, there's so many things that I could have done with music, like be a music therapist, be a music yeah. teacher. You know, it doesn't just have to be performing or bust, you know, um, yeah. but those were just things that I didn't. I didn't realize at the time. And so, yeah, I, I want to pass it on to my kids and hopefully they will, um, you know, not, not to not make mistakes. Cause obviously you learn and grow from your mistakes, but, um, hopefully to learn from mine. Yeah, for sure. And, um, that, that requires a level of, I'm not only maturity, but, uh, humility to be able to do that. I, I, I think to just be able to learn from, well, really just be able to learn from your mistakes in, in, in general, you know, and, but also just being forthright about them, you know, um, which I, I feel like some is something that is sorely lacking these days, but I'm not going to go there, <laughs> but that's, but that's, but that's, that's really cool that, you know, you're, you're willing, you're, you're willing and able to do that with, with your, with your kids. Um, have you ever thought about looking into like other avenues and in, into, into music or, or at least some sort of like creative, some sort of other, you know, creative field or at least something that's, that's kind of, that's creative in some, some way, uh, you, you know? Yeah. I think what it's, t- it's hard for me because one of my issues is like, 
I'm I'm a bit of a control freak, so like I it's hard for me to let go and give up any creative control of my music to somebody else. I'm, and I'm, I am learning how to do that. So the, the album I just released, which is an instrumental kind of ambient um, EP um, I had somebody else master it, a friend. Uh, and so I was able to just be done with it and hand it off and let them, you know, I didn't give them any notes. I just said, go ahead and, and do what you know how to do better than me. And, um, you know, just, and then it came back and I was, I was decided beforehand that I wasn't gonna, you know, ask for any changes, like whatever he did with it, I was just going to accept it and, um, and move forward. Uh, so I think, yeah, that's an, that's kind of an issue for me that, um, but I do, I definitely want to collaborate. I think that's like a, I think that's a way for me to learn again, how to give up some control of things and my plan for my next instrumental album is going to be to have however many tracks it is to have a different artist on each one and and ask somebody that I know in in the ambient guitar or community to kind of um, contribute something to it as many people as I can get to play on it and then release that as like a a big collaboration so I'm realizing that for me the benefits of giving up control of the whole thing outweigh kind of when, when you do when you do something all by yourself like yeah at the end of it I, I get to say hey this is all me and that feels good but it really hurts your ability to market it because you're the only person behind the whole project and what I've learned is when you have a community of support and you involve those people whether it's directly in making the music or just as part of the conversation that influences your music, then they feel invested in it and they're willing to support it when it comes out and, and tell their friends and, and, you know, because it's not just my thing, it's everybody's thing. And that's really, that's the reason that I got into music was to be in a band and play music with people. And while that's something that I can't do right now for not just because of everything happening in the world, but just our, situation like having a job and having kids i don't have a lot of time to to spend playing with people live nowadays we can you know send tracks remotely and things and collaborate that way so that's definitely that's definitely in the plans for for the next thing that's really cool man i would i would love to collaborate in some some way if if you would have me (laughs) yeah (laughs) like i that that's awesome i would definitely love to i i don't have any idea how that would work, but that would be an interesting challenge um, for the type of music that I make in that sense. Um, I also do, you know, I also do, I'm still writing more traditional songs. And Mm. so I would like to ideally make that album with a separate drummer rather than me just playing drums and a separate bass player. Mm. So yeah, if that, if, and when that comes to fruition, I'll definitely be in touch and, you know, see if we can work on some stuff. That'd be cool. Absolutely, man. I always love um, collaborating with with people because, uh, like, I, I feel like you know you you can learn so much from from others, and you know, kind of going back to you know the whole whole aspect of just being a, a, a lifelong learner. You know, I, I think that's that's so important, and and I think uh, that's that's mm. definitely something I'm you know I'm always trying trying to do, no matter how how hard the thing I'm learning is. Like, for example. Make, making a podcast um also what we uh mentioned earlier you know because like 
yeah. technology can kind of be so crazy. Yeah. You know, uh, I, and I, and I've been realizing throughout this whole process of making the shows that I'm really not that much of a technical person <laughs> 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 um, to my, much to my chagrin, but, but just being willing to learn and, and, and also just asking for help. Like, I, I feel like, yep. you know, I feel like I, this podcast would not be possible if I didn't have the help of, you know, some of my friends, you know, on, on the tech side of things, you know, not even just talk, talking about, you know, yeah. the, the, you know, the, the music and, and, and the graphics and all that stuff, you know, and, you know, and I especially am, super thankful for my wife for, you know, just some, some insights, some thoughts that she had to share um, uh, with the show. And, you know, also kind of like helping me with making my website, which, you know, was, was really cool, you know, and, um, you know, and as crazy as this year, this season has been, I've, I've definitely been thankful that even though, you know, you know, there's people, I can't really see people in the flesh, you know, right now, you know, I've been thankful for their help. And I'm, I'm so thankful that, you know, this, this whole season also taught me that, you know, to, to value those in your, in your community, in your circle, because even if they're not necessarily, you know, musicians or, 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 you know, they do podcasts in, in a way, you know, everyone has something to contribute. And that's something that, you know, is, is important to, to keep, keep in mind, you know, and, and definitely, and I think that, that, that helps with, you know, with relationships, you know, and hopefully if people like working with you, that's, that's a good, that's a good word for you. (laughs) Yeah. And that's the other side of the coin of, I think, talking about, um, you know, giving up control is asking for help. Like that's a huge thing that's been traditionally or historically hard for me to do Mm -hmm. in any context. And not, not because, of feeling like I'm it's a weakness and a vulnerability, although that that can be part of it, but it's, I think, I don't know if it's something where it's, it's like feeling the need to rely on somebody. And then what if that person lets you down, then you kind of have to, yeah, it's like you're, you take two steps back and have to do, do the work anyway. Um, I'm very much a person that's like, that's how I got into learning how to make websites was like, I don't want to have to rely on somebody else to make my website. So Mm. I'm just going to learn how to do it. So then I can make it, make my own, Um, you know, and, and that's been, that's been my approach uh, for a lot of different things. I've, I learned how to play different instruments so that I could record all the instruments that I need to on my music. I learned how to record and, and edit and produce and mix and master so that I can do that all, all myself and not have to rely on people. And again, the problem with that is cutting out the relational side of of depending on people who who you again, like you said, you can learn from and grow a lot, but also be part of that community, which is really the whole purpose. Like, and for me, so for me, it's it's I got to remind myself on a regular basis. Like, yes, I can do this, but that doesn't mean I should always do this. Maybe there's times when I'm making a demo that I can lay down a bass track, but now that I know you it's like hey i want this to be better i'm not a bass player you know let me reach out and ask like asking for help is not a vulnerability i think especially as men like we think of it as like oh we can do it ourselves and uh it it's really something that should come much easier to us because the benefits you know people people are 
I don't know. I, I think in my head, I'm like, I'm too, it's like a, it's like a um, self-esteem thing where I'm like, nobody would want to help me do my thing. And it, it would almost feel selfish to ask. But, you know, the worst thing when you ask, the worst thing that can happen is someone says no, like, and maybe they want to, but they're busy or whatever, or, or whatever the reason is, like, then you're, you're right where you started anyway. But yeah, I think, I think that's definitely something I'm, I'm working on and, and, you know, trying to get better at is asking for help, even if I don't feel like I need it, but just out of, to create that habit of saying, let me invite other people into my process and make it more fun and more, more enjoyable and more, more worthwhile for me. And, and at the end of the day, a better, you know, a better mm-hmm. end result. Yeah, to- totally. And um, to kind of just piggyback off of that, I think, I, I think if people, you know, you know, reject you for whatever, whatever reason, you know, that can, that can be hard, you know, our art is subjective after all. <laughs> um, I, uh, the thing that I've had to kind of get in my mind is, you know, you know, cause like I've reached out to, to other people for, for, for interviews and, and I've, I've gotten some, I've gotten some turndowns and, you know, and it's, it's like, I could choose to take that personally and then it's be like, well, who do they think they are? But, but then I'm giving, I'm giving power to somebody that, that doesn't really even know me. And, you know, the reasons for why they couldn't come off for an interview, it's not, it doesn't always have to be, oh, you know, someone's out to get you, that sort of thing, which, you know, I definitely, (laughs) I definitely struggle with. And now I'm, I'm still working through that, (laughs) but one's rejection, you know, could you know that 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 frees you up. That frees your time up for someone else that's going to provide something that's that's beneficial, you know, to what you are doing, you know. And I think just because someone opts out of doing something, you know, doesn't mean that the thing that you are doing is like, you know, not valid or 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 not or not good. You know, I I think that's why it's so important to to you know, lean in into your community and remember the people that, that are in your corner, you know, it's like, you know, for, for me, like I noticed today that like my, my, my follower account kind of like went down like, like maybe two or three and like, it's so easy to kind of like get caught in yeah. like, Oh man, you know, people are leaving, leaving me, you know, and all of that stuff. But, but the reality is, well, the content that I'm content I'm providing either you know everyone has their reasons for for why why they why why they follow you know but you know why like why but why am i going to get so caught up in like three people i'm following me when i still have a vast majority of people that are still supportive and and like at least from what i can tell (laughs) what what i'm what i'm doing you know it's, it's just keeping that perspective in in mind you know not trying to make things into uh, a number game, but you know, that, that stuff can. Okay. So I'm going to go on a little rant here. Cause like, I, I know like social media gives you all these analytic tools and a you know, Google does the same thing. And I think, you know, things like, like the social dilemma that, that came out on Netflix yeah. and, and whatnot, you know, I, I think people are starting to kind of realize just how powerful social media is, but in, but like, how if we're not careful, it could have so much power over us. And like, we have that power at our fingertips, 
you know, and that's, and I think that can be like, that's, that's definitely like, you know, a huge, like, that's, that's, that's a whole big thing right there. And I, I, I can't help but think, you know, with, with the power of being able to see your analytics or whatever. And it's good to, it's good to tell you, it's good that, you know, your algorithms, those algorithms can tell you, okay, okay this is how many people went to your page or, or this that, or the other, but none of those algorithms can, can tell you, you know, the value of your content. And, and that's, and that's a, and that's a completely different thing. Not to say that, you know, we shouldn't be mindful of that. I think it's, it's definitely, definitely a balancing act. At least for me, you know, like I, I want, I want the show to be able to grow, but say it's not growing in the way that I think it, think it is. Which you know, initially in the beginning, you know, like I'm looking at my numbers, I'm like, oh no, you know, but I'm like, well, you just put this thing out there, you know, <laughs> you know, like you gotta give it time and give it some consistency. But but that but that aside, you no, know, those things can't can't put a dime on on what you're providing, you know, which you're, you're, you're sharing a part of yourself, you know, and, and others are, are sharing some of their experiences, you know, like, like analytics, stuff like that, you know, it, it can't, it can't put a, it can't put a price on, on the human soul and, and the relationships that, that we weave through that, which is completely and utterly invaluable and priceless. I have to say that for myself, but <laughs> yeah, no, I think, I think what I've realized is, you know, people that have a ton of followers, it's very easy to look at that and go, well, what are they doing, you know, to get all this attention? And I mean, it, it's really just a reflection of what society as a whole values. And if you're not, if you're not, I mean, I don't think, I don't think any art should pursue, you know, those those measurements or the, those kind of those things like for me, I, I, you know, I, I would rather have 10 people who really, really love my podcast or my music or whatever I'm making than have a thousand people that are like following my whatever social media account, but don't really, aren't really invested in it and don't really care whatever numbers you want to make up. You know, I'd rather have a smaller number of people, who are really impacted by it and whether it grows or not. Like for me personally, the podcast is the first thing that I've done that I don't have any metrics or goals for. Like I don't even look at my stats. Like the only reason I want it to be successful is for, for the guests that I have on. Like I really, cause I'm really passionate about those people and I want people to, know about the things they're doing and that's that's why it exists it's not a platform for me um at all like i i don't uh, have any kind of hopes and dreams for it to like you know become a professional podcaster if that's even a thing uh like you know there's so few people at the top there that's not you know if that's why i was chasing it then i i would have quit already because i haven't reach any kind of success in the numbers. So that's not what motivates me uh, personally. Like, and that's, I mean, it's okay if you, you know, if it's, I'm not saying it's wrong to pursue. If your goal is to have it bring you income or bring you enough of a following to then turn that into some way of supporting yourself. Like, that's great. That's awesome. Like you should do that if that's what you want to do for me. Like I just, I, that's not my, 
reason for doing it. So there's no point in me. There's no point for me to sit there and look at, you know, the statistics and let alone get all bent out of shape because of how many downloads I do or don't have or whatever that week. And that, that allows me also to be free to just do what I want. Like I don't have to sit there and go, well, this specific episode got the most clicks and downloads and shares and likes and comments. So that's what I have to keep doing. You know, it's kind of like the band that writes the hit song and then they have to play it every night and they hate it. Like I, you know, that's, that's a night, that'd be a nightmare for me. So I, you know, I just, I'm just doing it because it's fun. That's really it. And it's enjoyable. Mm, Absolutely, man. Um, I am definitely going to be looking forward to more episodes in the near future from you. Um, Thank you, Craig. Thank Yeah. Thank you so much for, for your time, man. I, I really appreciate sure. it. I don't think I ever said the name of the show. Oh yeah. Oh no. Well, yeah, I never, I, I, I never said it. It's, it's why, why we make stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's, that's, that's all good, man. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, I'll, I'll bring people to, I'll bring people to, to your, all your socials and all that stuff. You don't, you don't yeah. have to worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody should at least listen to Jordan's episode number 10 and then go back and find, you know, some, something else, but yeah, appreciate it. Uh, thank, thank you, man. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode as much as I did. I really appreciated Craig's honesty and insight It's great that he's committed to using his platform to uplift other creatives. As I like to say, artists help artists. To keep up with Craig, you can follow him on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also, you can catch up on the latest episodes of Why We Make Stuff on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Additionally, you can listen to Craig's latest album called Year Without Summer on Spotify and Apple Music. Whether you're a veteran or a first-time listener, I would greatly appreciate a rate and review for the podcast. Thanks again for being part of the conversation, and remember to have quality conversations. All you need to do is be kind and listen. Till next time.